everyone. My guest for this episode is Monica Lees, a New York City-based photographer. She's worked with artists and brands like Guillermo Farris, Caitlin Zhang, and East Village Vintage Collective. You can view her work on her Instagram at Monica Lees underscore and view her portfolio on her website, Monica Lees dot Monica dot Lees dot com. Correct. Monica dash Lees dot com. Sorry. Yes. So thank you for coming on. (laughs) Well, thank you for having me. Um, So tell us a little bit about how you've been dealing with COVID-19 since it's something that sort of shaken up everybody's life. Were you able to work on any personal projects? Well, when it started back in March, there was nothing to work on because there was no work, there was no test shoots, no personal project, nothing. I mean, I think it would be a bit irresponsible to shoot back then. uh, So I tried to use that time, uh, the free time I had, to, you know, learn some new skills. I was uh, watching a lot of online classes. I was reading marketing books. I was just trying to use that time. Uh, And then the work started picking up back in, I think, late August or like September, October were busy for me. And November seems a bit busy too, so it's not bad. It's not bad. It's, I think a lot of people, a lot of creatives want to go back to work and, uh, when in August we we started phase four or I don't even remember like mm-hmm. we could start shooting outdoors and studios were reopening I think everyone was like eager to start working again so so many opportunities and I was working a lot right so it's good that at least when we entered phase four people were able to like jump back exactly because this is something that people you know they used to pay their bills so like Exactly. It's different than other creative jobs, I guess, that it's kind of like your creative side gig or anything. Mm-hmm. This is like your livelihood. And exactly. You need to eat from it. So how do you think your work has was changed by like COVID and the guidelines? So to be honest, not that much for me because I shoot a lot of uh, outdoors. Okay. I shoot outdoors a lot. And uh, well, obviously everyone on the team wear, wears a mask now and we try to keep our distance if possible. Um, but other than that, outdoor shoots, same for me. Studio shoots, completely different stories. So many studios have limitations right now. Yeah. They limit the number of people uh, that can be in a studio at a time. So, you know, you, you need to make some hard choices like, are you going to get a hairstylist or an assistant? Mm-hmm. Are you going to have two models or just one model, but you're going to be able to get a videographer? So it's a bit hard, but, you know, I, we manage. Right. So do you think, um, I don't know how to say this, like, do you think things will sort of go back to the way they were once COVID ended? Do you think this is something that's going to have a permanent effect on, like, for example, you're part of the industry? I think it's going to affect the industry a lot. I see a lot of brands who are trying to find solutions, you know. They're not able, Some, for example, some borders are still closed, so right. photographers are not able to fly to different countries and do all the things that they were able to do before. So, you know, we see models taking pictures of themselves, like the the brands are just sending clothes and models are taking pictures and, and that's their lookbook. So I see so many different things happening and I think it's gonna change the industry a bit. I don't think it's gonna go back entirely to how it used to be before the pandemic. But I think, uh, you know, after some time, like, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be like, we are going to be able to have bigger teams again. Right. And so it's going to be a bit different, but. You know, you, it's, it won't be to the point where it's not 
back to the way exactly i don't think they're gonna stick to just like you know sending clothes to models but i think maybe the budgets are gonna be a bit smaller maybe because they're they see now that maybe they don't need like 30 people for one photo shoot maybe if they're able to do it with 10 like maybe that's something they're gonna stick to right after So, so i feel like maybe in a way it kind of going to negatively affect a lot of the people in the industry, especially now since they feel like maybe models can do things on their own. Because I know like before they would ask models to do their own like uh, hair and makeup. Mm-hmm. I saw a documentary about like models in the 50s for like shows. They would yeah. have, they were trained to do their own thing. So do you think some people will sort of be like, I guess in a way laid off of their job because of this or no? I think no, not necessarily. I think there's always, you know, there's always a need for creatives yeah. and models. Yeah, they can do their own makeup and hair, but it's. I don't think it's ever gonna be as good as the right. makeup artist and the hairstylist doing their job. And I think the industry is shifting a bit towards more natural looks, right. okay. if that makes sense. They want to see like maybe less makeup, less retouching, less everything, but it doesn't mean people are going to lose jobs. Maybe they're just going to need to develop different set of skills, right. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so like going back to you as a photographer, what made you want to become a photographer? Oh, that started like eight years ago. I was, I was living in Portugal at that time and I had a lot of free time. And, and I started traveling around Portugal. It's such a beautiful country. And I had this like pointed shoot camera, so I wanted to capture memories, you know, but after I was like enjoying it really a lot, taking pictures and it become more about like creating beautiful images than capturing memories for me. So I was shooting a lot and then I I was like uh, enjoying learning about photography. And since I had a lot of time, I was reading books and it was back when there was no YouTube or it was not that easy. So I really enjoy like the learning process and seeing that I'm getting better right. uh, so that yeah that's how it started basically right. with like landscape and travel photography right so it wasn't like you being like this is what I want to do as a oh no I was like a no that was a hobby for years for years wow, actually okay. so you started like you lived in I know you've lived in different places I think yes I believe that you've been you were in France for like yes I was in uh, Paris for four years oh okay yes because I saw in your uh, in your Instagram feed that you 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 know you would take a lot of uh, travel photography landscape oh, photography yeah. in France so I see that you I thought that you started like your photography career like as a career not as oh like no 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 I actually hobby. started it when I moved to New York to be honest I was working in Paris as a sous chef and I was working as a manager in a restaurant, which I absolutely loved, but it's completely different in the US and I did not enjoy it here at all. Right. And then before, right before moving to New York, when I was still in Paris, I, I started shooting like friends, you know, I was, I, I needed a challenge basically. I had a big portfolio of landscape and travel and it was just not, I, I don't want to say boring, but it was not challenging enough for me and shooting people it was the first time when i was actually stressed about the photo shoot because i'm like oh there are people they're counting on me now like to get right. some good images and i don't really know what i'm doing that much and it was fun it was really fun and i really enjoyed it so when i moved to new york i had to wait <laughs> four months for my visa authorization and i wasn't able to work right. 
So I had all that time, and I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? Obviously, I was like visiting all those beautiful places in New York, and I didn't have any friends. I didn't know anyone here. Uh, so I was like, okay, let's maybe try to shoot. Let's uh, find some models. Let's try to do something. And I enjoyed it so much. I absolutely fell in love with it. And I was like, wow, this, you know what? This is what I want to do. This, this really, you know, gives me joy. And this is what I want to do. So I started like pursuing that dream, I guess. Right. So how, like you said that you found like uh, landscape photography not as difficult or like not as challenging. As I, I don't want to say it's not, like, <laughs> obviously. It was something that you did every day. Yeah, it was just, I, I knew all the settings. I knew all the best time to take pictures. Mm -hmm. I knew like all the angles and everything. And it was fun. It's still, I, I still enjoy it. When I, whenever I travel, I still take pictures. It just not as exciting oh oh it's not just as exciting as shooting people shooting especially like models fashion editorials it's more creative i think because you can just you know you have an idea and and you can create something around that idea and landscapes is like just creating those beautiful images of beautiful places but there is not that much more right. to that. I don't want to say it's, it's boring or it's not as hard, you know. Of course it is. Like I have so much respect to landscape photographers who wake up at 4 a.m. to be there to at the sunrise or, or, you know, like they wait for two hours for the sunset, like uh, the crowded spot to get like one picture of a sunset. So, of course, I have so much respect, but it's just not so exciting for me. Right. Uh, I was... Last week, no, two weeks ago, I was in Maine. I was in Acadia National Park, and there's a beautiful spot with a um, what's it called lighthouse, lighthouse, and uh, it was almost sunset time, and there was so many photographers with their tripods and cameras, and and it was like still over one hour for the sunset, and they were already there, you know, right, waiting for, and I was just like. That would be so boring for me. Right. I have, of course, I have so much respect that they, they want, for, for sure, for them it's exciting and fun. And they're going to be happy that they got that beautiful picture at the end of the day. But for me, like waiting there just for that one picture of a sunset, it just wouldn't be worth it, if you know what I mean. Right, yeah, you felt like you found excitement in like different things. Yes, and exactly. And you found it in like editorial photography. Yes, exactly. Right? So like what makes the two types of photography different? It, it's, I think it's uh, working with people, okay. you know, it's, like I said, it's more challenging. You need different skill set, um, sets of skills. You need to know how to pose people. You need to have, know how to direct people. You need to know how to express what exactly do you want right. or what is your idea. You need to express that to the whole team and you need to make sure that you're all on the same page and that they know what you want and that you know if they can, you know, make it happen. So it's it's challenging. It's a hustle sometimes, you know, especially if you, you need to make like six people to be available on the same day at the right. same time and just make sure everyone's there and they have the right address. And, and uh, yeah, sometimes it's frustrating, but it's fun. At the end of the day, I feel so happy when I finish the shoot and I know I have those beautiful images and I'm not happy about like the time I have to spend to retouch them, right. uh, but it's still, it's fun. Right. It's exciting. I feel like it's also, you have a bit more of like 
input into making these i guess in yes a way, because you sort of create the look you create like the concept of what exactly. you want to do and like when you have like a land like landscape photography it's like you take a picture of something that's already made it's exactly already there, and this is something that you make yourself exactly and, and you the, the possibilities are endless right you know you can just you can get inspired by anything you can watch a movie and like oh the costumes were beautiful let's shoot like 50 styles you know right or i don't know i've seen this uh, Queen's Gambit on Netflix. Oh, okay. It's in the 60s, and I was just amazed. The, the pictures in the, the, that show are amazing, and the costumes and everything. And I was like, oh, I'd love to have a shoot like that, you know? Yeah. And just simple things like that. And you can create the whole idea, and you can create the whole photo shoot around that. It's, you, you become way more creative, right. I think, than shooting just landscapes. Right, yeah, it's like, it's, it, there's a lot of dependence also on like photographer mm -hmm. like in fashion if you, like i've worked personally like on shoots for like internships that i've done and i've seen like when you look at the clothes sometimes it looks nothing like that like in the pictures i feel like you guys have a lot of you have a lot to do with making sure the pictures look oh, sellable yes. and like oh, yes. making you know sometimes you could see something in a person you're like this doesn't look like <laughs> it did in the picture and you're kind of a little disappointed but that's because you know photographers are really good at getting the exact the garment at the exact oh, yeah. way that so that it's like I have like a, want it. in yeah. my camera bag I always carry clips and yeah. I clip the clothes always so they fit perfectly and of course you don't see that on the photos right. but that's how you make them look so good and you have to you know make sure that they look perfect on the camera there are no wrinkles and everything looks just exactly as it's as it's supposed to look and that's the hard part you know but it's also uh, really fun when at the end of the day you look at the pictures and they're exactly as you want them. Right, yeah, it's something that you yourself, you, it's, I guess it's easier because you know you have like a vision in mind and you know that you're going to execute it correctly mm -hmm. and then when you see it happen you're like, this is it, I did this, this yes. is mine. Yes, exactly. Um, you do a lot of outside shoots, do you think that that's because you have like a lot of experience with landscape photography? Oh, 100%. I think in my portfolio and my photos you can see that I come from landscape background. Um, I love to incorporate like the surroundings in the photos a little bit more than, you know, I guess that fashion photography requires. Uh, I love to show like interesting places, beautiful nature or architecture. I love to show that. So I always like to show the, the city that I'm actually shooting and, and everything. And I pay a lot of attention on that. So everything like fits perfectly together, I think. Yes, what were you saying? Oh, that yeah, that you incorporate uh, a lot of like outside shoots mm -hmm. because your background in landscape photography. To be honest, um, I I like studio shoots, but it's never gonna be as exciting as shooting outdoors for me. I love location scouting. I love, you know, just walking around and like, okay, this is the best spot for that outfit. That's gonna be great. And studio is just, uh, yeah, it's not as exciting. Not the same. Yeah, not the same. Do you think, like you said, you really like shooting like under bridges? Like, I think I saw it in one of your yes, posts, like Harlem Bridge. That's the, uh, that is so cool. Like, what do you think is so appealing about, like, for example, that that specific type of setting to you? I guess. I guess you mentioned that you like to let people know what city you're shooting in. Yeah. And I feel like bridge is something very distinctive exactly. about everywhere. So exactly. Exactly, and I, I I feel like it 
helps framing the model. It just it makes the picture more interesting. If you would see the same picture with just like a plain background, right. I don't think it would be as interesting as seeing the model standing there with the bridge in the back background. You know, it just wouldn't be the same. I, think. I love that. I love when people are like, oh, I know where that place yeah. is. Oh, it looks so cool in this picture. You know, yeah. I walk past. I pass that place every day, and, yeah, and oh, I see it here. And know? I feel like with landscape photography, that's kind of like what you brought in mm -hmm. to like fashion exactly. images. Like you see, I feel like studio like images, you have no way of knowing like unless they tell you what studio this was at, where yeah, they shot this. Exactly. Like, yeah, like, oh. It can be any studio, you know. Yeah. Like, and with outdoor shoots, you're like, this is in Dumbo, this is yeah, in, exactly, this is in Harlem, exactly. yeah. So like, what would you suggest for photographers who are just starting out? Mm, I would suggest, oh, so many things, first of all. Mm -hmm. Never, don't get discouraged. Your work is gonna suck. It's gonna suck at the <laughs> beginning, big time. Don't get discouraged. Don't compare yourself to big photographers. You right. can admire their work. Don't ever compare yourself because you should always compare yourself only to yourself. You should compare your work to your work from a year ago and see if you're making any progress. Never compare yourself to big photographers because you don't see the pictures that they started with. You see their work now and maybe they have like 10, 20 years of experience in the industry, you know, and you're not, you're just starting. So there's no point of comparing yourself to, right. to, to those big photographers. Right. You just start shooting, so go out there, start shooting. Don't wait for the right moment. The moment will never come. It's you, you always can get better equipment. You always can get better model or a makeup artist or a better spot or better styling. But don't wait for that moment to come because you will never start. And ask your friends uh, or ask someone just, hey, let's go shoot. I have this camera. I just want to test it out. Let, let me take some pictures and just start and, and shoot and shoot and shoot. And it's going to be bad, but then you're going to get better and better and better. And that's how you improve. Basically, right. you can get any knowledge in the world. But if you don't go out there and just start shooting, you will always be in the same place. Right. So what would you recommend for these people too when they want to start getting jobs or like gigs? Build a portfolio. Okay. Build a portfolio because you need to show that you have some skills in order for people to hire you. Uh, you need to... Just basically, if you have a good portfolio, like strong portfolio, you you can show the brand like, look, this is what I can do. And I think it would be great for your brand. I think we can work something great together. We can get great pictures of your garment or like your accessories or whatever. But if you don't have that, I mean, you know what I mean? Who's going to trust you? Like you can say, oh, yeah, I'm a great photographer. But if you don't have any pictures right, to prove to that, prove. Um, also start small don't aim big brands you know right. like don't i mean reach out to Gucci, yeah like, exactly like that, yeah that might be your dream and you might get there one day i'm not saying that's not possible of course it's possible but maybe don't start there right. just start small small brands starting brands that are just starting out and build your way up right so who do you think it's important for photographers to network with oh other creatives other creatives for sure network with models makeup artists hairstylists stylists network with basically everyone, everyone. Uh, work with many people different people and be good at your work right and they're gonna recommend you right so you feel like everyone who's at the studio everyone who's at the shoot mm -hmm. just tries to talk to anyone exactly. you can follow each other on instagram you know uh, 
but don't do it just because you're like oh I just want to have more followers no just like I'm always interested I always follow the models I shoot because I like working with them I'm always interested in like the other shoots they have and it's fun for me to see that and I'm like oh she had such a good shoot with uh, this photographer oh it's cool you know like don't do it just but yeah basically with people that you work with and uh, with designers with all those people so like what is something you wished you knew before becoming a photographer (laughs) how expensive it's gonna be (laughs) so expensive Uh, but to be honest no i wish i knew how little time you actually spend shooting and how much time you spend doing other things it's crazy. I had no idea. Is editing like the most time-consuming part? Uh, not not even editing, but yeah, that takes so much time. Editing, retouching, and if you don't outsource, sometimes I do outsource retouching. Sometimes I do it myself. Then I get really frustrated because it takes forever, <laughs> uh, especially like beauty images. Um, but uh, there is so much more than that. First of all, you need to social media you know right. uh, managing your social media you need to responding emails and sending out emails it takes so much time uh, reaching out uh, creating mood boards uh, trying to create a shoot you, you know like it takes so much time because one should you need to coordinate all those people and you need to it, it just it's super time consuming and i wish i knew that because i had no idea how many things uh, we actually have to do uh, besides actually shooting and uh, yeah yeah I think it's something that people sometimes overlook they think that you sort of just show up on site oh or yes you are, like, oh 100% just to take that's that's how people think what yeah. photographers do then they don't see it. also like you know cleaning the equipment yeah taking Ma- exactly taking yeah. care of the equipment uh, only editing photos takes so much time um what else there's just also learning new things i always try to learn new things uh new retouching techniques or new lighting setups just there's so many things to learn so and you also also you want to stay relevant so you want to learn new things that are trendy in the industry right now you also have to be um you have to know about the current trends so if you're doing fashion you need to know what's trendy right now like what are trends for winter this year or spring next year because you need to shoot relevant things right like yeah it's like i think people ignore that you photographers sort of have to know about like aesthetics in a way like trending aesthetics and stuff like that or like how you said mood boards like Mm -hmm. until i started this podcast i didn't know that (laughs) photographers also needed to make mood boards like makeup artists i think it's really interesting how much backstage things there are that we just don't know about and then sometimes people don't learn this until they want to become like a photographer and then they're like oh wow maybe i don't maybe i still exactly so that's another good advice for photographers that they they want to start out as a photographers maybe learn how exactly it looks like first because maybe it's not for you you know if you have this image that you just go to a shoot and you start shooting and you go back home and it's done and you don't do anything else that's not how it looks like maybe if you're like a big 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 photographer yeah that's yeah because you have a whole team and you don't have to do anything and they just you know you get hired you get a uh, you go there you shoot you outsource your retouching you don't do even do that so yeah and maybe you don't need to 
cold call or anything. You, you, you know, you have an agency, you have an agent, they, they hire you all the time. But if you're starting out, it's so much work. It's more than nine to five jobs. Right. It's way more work. Sometimes it's midnight and I'm like, oh my God, I'm still retouching. How is that even, like, wh how, you know, the time flies. Right, because in a way, it's like owning your own business. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, you know, how you said you have to, like, send out emails, you have to do this, you have yes. to do this. It's not just like, okay, I'm, it's five o'clock, I'm done. Don't exactly. talk to me until tomorrow. Exactly, morning. because no, it's... Yeah. You know, in nine to five jobs, yeah, it's, it's, it's five o'clock and you're like, okay, I'm done. Like, bye. you don't care, you know? Yeah, yeah. bye. Uh, but here, if you know, if you don't do it, like you won't make any money, right. there is no time to go home. It's, it's, it's all day. You're just doing stuff all yeah. day, every day. You can't give up at 12 because if you give up at 12, you won't eat. Exactly. Yeah. And But it's really, also, it's a, it's a bad thing because I personally have a problem with uh, finding time to rest and um, and to stop working. Right. <laughs> um, I'm just constantly working and it's not a good thing. You should be able to balance your life. You don't want to be like me, like midnight and you're still retouching or, you know, that's that's not a good thing. I'm trying to fight that. Mm -hmm. So have you ever had anyone assist you? Yes. Yes. Would you recommend people going out and looking for like... A hundred percent. To be honest, I would still do it. If it's a, like a great photographer, that's basically amazing opportunity. It's an amazing opportunity because you can learn so much just by watching great photographers shoot. Right. Uh, you can see how they work. You can feel their workflow, you know? And um, I would say definitely assist photographers that are better than you. And uh, unless you're getting paid a lot, then you don't care. <laughs> but but it's, a, it's a great thing to do. It's a great, just send some emails, you know? You, you can say, don't even expect to be paid, but just say like, I just want to be just there. Just for the experience. Yeah, right. I just want to be there, see how you work and I can help. That's it. Right. And so you, yeah. No, sorry. And you can, you know, you never know what's gonna happen. Maybe, maybe they're gonna hire you after that. Maybe you're you're gonna be great, and they're gonna be like, oh, it was nice working with you. I, I want you on my other shoot. And you never know. Right. When you began, like, did you when you looking for a team? Did you sort? How did you round up a team when you first began? How did you go about like contacting these? People? Oh, I think I started Facebook groups. Okay, Facebook. Yeah, Facebook groups. I mean, it's, it's hard, Facebook groups. Um, I would say start with people that are on the same level as you and uh, grow together. Right. Or try to work with people that are better than you. And uh, But nowadays, it's so easy because you have, so, you have Instagram, you know, you can just contact people. Just, it's going to take so much time looking for good good creatives but you just contact them you're like hey i love your work would you like to work together uh or i remember yeah my first model i found her on a facebook group and i was really lucky because she was great she was great and after after that first shoot it kind of you know it's like a ladder you need to mm -hmm. like climb your way up um so after that first shoot i had those pictures with her that i could show and uh, get more models, different models. So that's how it, it was like a snowball. You know, after this first sh shoot, I have the pictures. So I was showing on those Facebook groups and like anyone wants to shoot, I have this idea, I have this mood board. I think 
my first makeup artist that I work with, I think she contacted me actually. She saw my photos and and she asked if I would like to work with her and she she was great too. So that's you know, after after people might contact you actually. They're gonna be like, Oh, I like your work, would you like to do a shoot together? I'm a makeup artist, I'm a I don't know, a hairstylist, I'm a model. But be selective also. Right. Be selective. Also, like, be, make sure that they're serious about Yes, what they don't to do work with you. anyone who wants to work with you. And also, if you are uh, asking for models, be very selective. Because you want someone who at least knows a lot, a little bit, I'm, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. at least knows a little bit about modeling. Right. Because if you're just starting out and you have a model that doesn't know anything, you're going to have a hard time. Right. So do you have any final advice that you would like to give anyone who would like to become a photographer? Sure. Always learn something new. Every day. Every day. It's, it, it might be, I'm not saying spend hours of learning new things, but you might have five minutes for a YouTube video. You know, you have everything on YouTube. If you can't afford online classes, which there are so many right now, with great photographers are creating online classes, just do YouTube. It's you, you can read books about photography. You can, you know, watch albums of your favorite photographers or go see exhibitions or virtual exhibitions right now. And just try to learn something new and just keep shooting right. all the time. Just create new shoots. And that's how you're going to get better. That's how you're going to meet new people, more people, better creatives than you. And you're going to grow together and you're gonna get better every day. So thank you so much, Monica, for giving us this advice and thank you for accepting to come on. So just a reminder again, you can see her work on her Instagram at Monica Lease underscore and her portfolio on her website, monica-lease.com. So thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you. <laughs>